0: This is Episode 19, Aerial Yoga Play in Quantum Energetics with Jen Healy. Jen's a leader in quantum energetics. She's focused her mastery on bridging the gap between science, spirituality, and the healing arts. She combines her master's in electrical engineering and physics with numerous wisdom
1: tools from Eastern and Western philosophies and offers a very unique style of being engineering and energy management. Today, On the Health
0: and Wellness in Encinitas podcast, where we talk the truth about wellness and give you the tools, resources, and access to things that actually work and heal from the wellness mecca of Encinitas, California, and well beyond.
1: This is Lisa Thorpe and Health and Wellness Encinitas podcast. Welcome back. Today, we have Jen Healy with the Quantum Playground. Jen was an engineer and decided to do something very, very different uh, with her life. Jen, would you like to share your story?
0: Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me today. It's a real honor to be here. Yeah, I'd like to start talking about um, a whole presentation I just put together called Quantumlation, And the idea is that if we learn physics through play, we're able to access our power, our purpose, and our passion in a new and creative way. So for me, I started out in engineering and physics through undergrad and grad school, and then started to integrate more of the spiritual practices with the sciences, so through my own journey and evolution, if you, if you will, my trials and tribulations with life, I found that there was something missing from the equation. And so from there, I started to research more play practices, um, which I call meditation and yoga, the healing arts, some other alternative therapies. And then I thought that it would be really wonderful to combine them with the sciences, and with quantum physics, which is my, my personal passion and inspiration for a lot of these play practices.
1: I want to ask specifically about, now, you didn't just get into yoga, you created your own kind of yoga. How did, how did that happen?
0: Well, that would be fast forwarding about 20 years. But yes, so now I have my own style of yoga that I call aerial yoga play. And it's all part of the parent project called the Quantum Playground which is learning physics through play. So aerial yoga play, thank you for asking Lisa, is incorporating uh, equipment that I make, a particular design of an aerial yoga swing. And the aerial yoga play allows us to move in multi-dimensional space and access certain poses in yoga like backbends and inversions that might be either impossible or uncomfortable for somebody who's not at a certain level of experience. So I really wanted to create something that was for everybody, so all levels, all ages, no matter what body type, that they could really get the benefits of yoga and also awaken what I call the courageous inner child through these play practices to make exercise fun again.
1: I'm curious, what what was the moment when you were practicing yoga or, or wherever you were in your life where you're like, no, I, I need a swing or I need something. I mean, I know it's like to create the opportunity for everyone to get into a backbend or to be able to get into positions they wouldn't otherwise be able to do. But how did you come up with this idea?
0: So I was a, I'm a big fan of being outside for one. And I've always been super athlete, really active, but I've also had a lot of injuries along the way. And that's also another reason why I really crossed over from what I was studying with nanotechnology and microfabrication to really understanding more of like medical physics and how we were approaching health and wellness with our Western system. Through my own personal experiences of injuries, I wasn't able to do certain things that I really enjoyed like running and um, high impact sports. And so then I really got more into yoga and meditation, and walking, and hiking, and just wanting to be outside and being with nature more. So I literally would go to playgrounds and hang upside down on the monkey bars, and play on the swings, and I was imagining this idea of creating quantum playgrounds for adults. Because we have these playgrounds that are pretty much everywhere for children, and children have this natural ability, and they're teaching us so much about our playful spirit and how we can utilize the intelligence of the body But as adults, people become more stagnant and more stiff and more contracted. And I just really enjoy doing yoga on the playground. So it's really that simple. And it's really fun because I have some clients that are in their 70s right now. And they reminisce about hanging upside down on the monkey bars and how good that feels. And they crave that sensation of just the spaciousness that happens in the body when they hang upside down.
1: Your yoga swing enables them to get back into that, right?
0: Yeah, the yoga swing I've made is incredibly comfortable and it's made of this stretchy sweatshirt material and it has handholds and leg loops that gives you lots of different options and has you feel like safe and secure while accessing some of these poses. Um, but it really is about moving in multi dimensional space as well. So I personally love doing acrobatics and, and gymnastics as a child and things like that. But as an adult, I'm not doing back handsprings and that kind of thing. So to to be able to kind of do a flip, for example, in the air, but to be completely secured, like in a harness, just feels so exhilarating for my, my personal playful spirit and the way that I want to approach my exercise and wellness.
1: And you alluded to it, but you weren't able at one point, to do flips and to do all the things you love to do. What was it that happened that, that you went through that uh, got you to the point where you realized everything needed to change?
0: Yeah, it's been a really long journey and it definitely started at a young age. I wound up being just kind of a crazy young child, always climbing things, jumping off things. I also have been dancing for most of my life. And so I wound up having some knee injuries along the way, starting at the age of 14, and then was playing lots of sports. Um, My particular sport that I was in love with was Ultimate Frisbee, which is actually a really high-impact sport on the body, so a lot of running and cutting and changing directions, and so... After having, I don't know, a hundred different knee injuries, I'd say, I wound up having ACL reconstruction on both knees within a year, while I was in grad school. So my first year of grad school was a bit of a doozy and really teaching me to understand how the body works in a whole new way. And I really did use exercise as a form of like stress management and how to like relieve tension. So it was my form of therapy. And so over-exercising and, and over-utilizing my body through sports was kind of my habit that I had to undo and learn new ways. And so after several knee injuries and then re-injuring myself because I didn't get the hint, <laughs> I really did stop pushing my body so hard. I still ran, but not you know the intense running and cutting and sprinting that I did for so many years. So yeah, so in my early 20s, just having a lot of injury, (laughs) a lot of lower back pain from the knee problems, um, and feeling like I'm a superhero, so I shouldn't have limitation in the body, uh, I really found some other alternative and creative ways to explore how my body could experience some of the dynamic movements without any of the stress on the spine and the joints.
1: You also went through a pretty intense uh, spiritual awakening as well, not just uh, physical, but also spiritual um, process that, that's been a big part of this evolution toward qu- quantum playground.
0: Well, I really, growing up in Philadelphia, I had this mentality of work hard, play hard. So I was definitely in the overachiever category, and I would push my physical body to its limits. And even in that whole process of developing myself academically, um, really figuring out my mental capacity and my physical capacity, I always did feel like something was really missing. But where I grew up in Philadelphia, it wasn't like very popular to even do yoga or to meditate. Like the level of consciousness at that time in the 80s and 90s definitely was a different shift. They have yoga studios and stuff now. But when I was there, there was no such thing as like spiritual practices unless it was tied to some sort of religion or church. So when I moved to Arizona, and I really always had that feeling like something was off, like this disturbance in the field, like I could never do enough or get satisfied with how I was pushing myself so much, I really discovered this mind-body-spirit connection, just Arizona, just being on campus at University of Arizona in Tucson. And I was in engineering, so I was definitely more academically inclined. I wasn't going there to explore the spiritual path, that's for sure. But then when I would see the flags on the campus that said mind, body, spirit, it really triggered the curiosity in me, which I like to do everything to the nth degree, of really diving in head first and finding out what is this spirit thing (laughs) that they're talking about. And so I really, from the experience of injury, you know, literally falling to my knees in the desert, if you will, I dived into that, the, all the alternative therapies. Like, I discovered people like Deepak Chopra, who were completely new to me. And the first book I ever read was The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And I did read it. You know, I was a very studious, academically oriented person, but I didn't really understand it from a spiritual point of view. But then, studying Eckhart Tolle and the Power of Now, and then Getting into the Course of Miracles, some of those more popular books, I started to get it. And I started to get that there was more than just mind-body, that there was this other component with the emotional body and the spiritual body that I just wanted to develop through my own practices. And it definitely wasn't easy. But I definitely wanted to switch over from the idea of running from my problems to sitting in them and finding new ways of coping and dealing with, like I said, about using exercise as a form of stress relief, as a form of therapy. So I really just changed dramatically in the three years that I went to grad school in Arizona. And I changed so much that I actually changed course. I was just about to finish my PhD, and I left with a master's to come over to San Francisco and study at UC Berkeley. Mainly to connect to the Zen Center and what I call like the spiritual mecca of the West Coast. You know, it's much more popular out here, and I felt like I could explore yoga and meditation. And I actually got into doing massage therapy, which I did back in Philadelphia, study sports massage, and worked with physical therapists and things like that. Just much more related to um, my own personal activities. I had that interest like I said, in creating something more along the lines of medical physics. But I never considered myself like a quote-unquote healer or ever getting involved with the healing path when I was an engineer. It just kind of snuck up on me, as you will, as I decided to develop those parts of myself that had been dormant.
1: I want to take a minute to invite our listeners to interact. We would love any anyone that's listening to email, questions, thoughts, concerns at feedback at com. We'd love your comments, your questions, and of course, all of the information that Jen is sharing will be posted on the podcast at com. All of the show notes and links for Jen and her website will be there. And I also want to comment that this is the first – remote podcast that we've done. So it's a little bit different a little bit new. uh, But I'm really excited, Jen, to have you on and for this to be our first remote podcast. I want to find out more about the quantum playground itself and and when the first one was created and how your program was born.
0: I just want to also just say I'm really happy to be here. Thanks again for having me I enjoyed your podcast quite a bit uh, a couple of weeks ago that you did. And I just love what you're doing down there in Anceli- Ancinitas. And I feel really aligned with the whole vision. Thank you. And one thing, yeah, one thing that you were talking about is energy and vibration. And when we start to understand things from an energetic standpoint, like everything is energy and we are energy. And for me, how can I bridge this gap between? people thinking engineering is so different than massage, for example, or body work. And when I look at the body as an energetic system, and that everything is vibrating, then I do start to understand a little bit more about how the systems and the functions of the body work. And I also know that there are certain emotional states that hold a vibration. And when we access this state, it naturally releases like happy hormones into the bloodstream and it gives us this sense of upliftment or elation. So through this whole process of getting to understand energy more and literally going from electrical engineering to these um, embodiment play practices, I really wanted to make the quality of life for people better and higher as opposed to making computers faster and smaller. And that's a lot of what I was doing with quantum effects, with nanotechnology. So for me, it really awakened this idea of the importance of play and creating like a high fun factor in the things we do. I've always had a really blessed life and a really good life, but it wasn't a balanced life. And I wouldn't necessarily say that being happy and happiness registered very high on my radar of importance So through my own development and my own trials and tribulations, my own suffering and injuries and things like that, I really started to value my own happiness and my own play and giving myself more time to enjoy life. I tend to overwork and overdo. So it it was like, what can I do that I would absolutely love that would offer people this experience of integrating more play into their day-to-day lives and still have the benefits of exercise and the benefit of health and and wellness. And so through that whole process, um, something that I created was called the Quantum Playground. And the Quantum Playground is really an experience. It it did wind up being cultivated into an actual structure that I bring around to festivals and events. Um, It's a sacred geometry portal where I integrate the monkey bars and yoga swings into it, which is just really infinite ways to play. Um so I feel like when we increase our fun factor and we allow ourselves to move in these multi-dimensional ways that we actually activate higher levels of health and healing for ourselves. Uh, just hanging upside down in it's in in its own right has so many health benefits. But I really believe when we move in these spherical ways, these spirals and spins in the body, it starts to activate more of what I call the divine blueprint or our higher states of consciousness all through hanging upside down and having fun. So this was my personal experience when I was on the playground and outside. I, no matter what was bothering me, like I was saying, I was looking for another way of dealing with stress and, and and using exercise as like quote unquote, my therapy, and I found that doing yoga and hanging upside down and, and moving in these, what I call multi-dimensional ways, getting out of the linear movements and linear thinking, it gave me that natural feeling of upliftment and happiness and that everything was okay. Interactive clay structures give us infinite ways to stretch and strengthen every level of our being.
1: Let me start by saying I've had the fortune of being in one of your classes of uh, I now own a swing and and I just want to take a step back and and tell people the first time I met you you were literally hanging from a tree in the park outside of my office and I took one look and said, oh my God, what is she doing? I want to do that. That looks like so much fun, you know? And so, I mean, that that's, I came over and asked you about the swing and I think I bought a swing the very next day and it took months before I actually got, got it hung. And then uh, a while longer before I was able to make it to one of your classes and get trained on how to use it. And, uh, I still use it, and of course, my children are the ones that, that enjoy it the most. And I've had uh, my mother, who's in her late 60s, I've had friends, I've had people of all different size, shape, and age enjoy it at one point or another. So I really, I'm so, so grateful that I that I met you and saw you in the park that day and that you were down here. And I very much want for everybody to understand that the swing that you created and what you do is really for everyone. And, and, but they do need to have a place to hang it. So maybe you can talk about how, how this type of yoga can be integrated. So like, do they have to come to you? Can they find you on and um, get trained remotely? Uh, How does anyone out there get to get to play with Quantum Playground?
0: I really enjoyed meeting you for the first time as well. It was so fun. I was down in Antonidas actually meet have in a meeting with the Deepak Chopra center. And I love that little town and happy to be connected there. And it really appreciated when I, I always I like what I call like renegade aerial yoga play. <laughs> I just hang the swings everywhere. And so in trees and just in parks and just hang, uh, not even for like, promotional purposes just because I enjoy it so much and I really appreciated how open you were and could just see that, you know, like I was talking about, the delightful, playful inner child that comes out when people see the swing at any age, at any level, and they just love it and it makes it really accessible. And just even that same day in the park, this older gentleman came driving up in his little Porsche or something and he was just watching me and he's like, I hope you don't mind. This just looks like so much fun. I'm just enjoying you experience this felt a little creepy at first, you know, but he was so <laughs> sincere. <laughs> I invited him to come try the swing and he's like, there's no way I can do that. And, I, and he's like my back, I surf for 50 years. My shoulder c- gave me the whole list of injuries, you know, And my my main practice is healing, so I have a whole practice called Zen Healing, and I integrate healing technologies and all that, and we can get into that. So when people approach me and say, I can't do that because I have these injuries, I tell them, this is exactly why I created it. I want to give people an opportunity to feel empowered in their bodies through play again. So... He was reluctant, but he was about 80, and he got out of his car, and he got in the swing, and he put the swing behind his back, and he put the leg loops behind his knees, and I call the pose chillaxing, <laughs> and so he got into the chilaxin pose, and he was able to do a back bend and open his heart and feel completely supported and totally blown away that, for one, that I got I convinced him <laughs> to get out of his car and play, <laughs> but that he could do it, and I hear it all the time. They're like, oh, that's so amazing, but I can't do that. So I'm really not in, into like aerial arts and circus arts and those kind of things. Um, I'm going the long way around to answer the question, but I did create the Quantum Playground as an interactive art installation and play experience for festivals and events. So I do go around and I call it like edutainment. So I get them to. It's beautiful. It's this amazing structure. It's all based in sacred geometry. And the swings and the yoga monkey bars give people an opportunity to get into some inversions and some backbends and things like that. But really what Lisa was talking about is the aerial yoga play has been turned into, with the yoga swing itself, um, a whole teacher training program. So I go around to different studios and to different cities, and I offer workshops and trainings And I came to Encinitas last year and offered a teacher training, which I had the luxury and the blessing to have Lisa there to teach her, which is just such an honor for me, and about six other playful beings. And I actually certify uh, other teachers to teach this form of yoga. And I just want to be clear, this aerial yoga, quote unquote, and the yoga swings have been around for at least 15 years. So I'm not the inventor of the yoga swing itself the concept or the aerial yoga program that other people do I just have my own style my own flavor particularly with with emphasis on the therapeutics and the physics behind the body. So I've created a three module system where I where I call the first level aerodynamics where I actually teach people just the physical practice of it. So we really need to just learn the poses. And I do a lot of yoga translations, which means I take traditional yoga poses and I turn them into this kind of more flying play practice. So people have something they're familiar with, like a down dog, you know, or a bow pose, something like that. But I have created all my my, my original names and sequences and turned those poses into like a dance or a, a string of movements that makes it really fun. And then I get into the second module with it, with the teacher training. I get more into what I call the body matrix and understanding the techniques and the therapeutics behind the endocrine system and the lymphatic system and the brain function and the nervous system, the health of the spine and the chakras. So there's different levels in which, like, I want to teach people how to use this play practice to open up the body for optimal health and wellness. So the third module is called sacred sacred geometrics. Now this gets into more of the advanced metaphysics, which is really what I'm all about. You know, I really believe this next wave of consciousness is coming through our expansion and our evolution through embodied empowered play. And that's how important play is. It really accesses our creativity, and it allows us to experience the body in a new way, uplifting our level of confidence and our ability to show up in the world feeling more open, expanded, aligned. So all these things are very symbolic for me. So I do a lot of empowerment coaching and meditation and giving people tools to access this powerful, purposeful, passionate level of themselves. And I can't think of any better way to do that than through play.
1: I totally agree. In fact, I was just reading an article about how research shows that in corporations, they've found that additional bonuses and increased salaries actually doesn't motivate creativity or uh, improved work ethic, that actually autonomy and the ability for people to be a creative and have influence is is more effective. And I can only imagine that, that that's springing from our need to be creative and be playful. And I think so many of the, the newer companies uh, are showing and in the world in general that that play is probably one of the most powerful things we can do. And I'm curious, Jen, if you were to recommend one thing to people for their health and wellness, what would be your number one health and wellness tip to people?
0: You know, I completely agree. I'm going to just speak to what you just said, because you really like touched upon the apex of why I do what I do. And um, for me coming from engineering and physics and being like a very, very much in the advanced academics and loving it, but not feeling creatively challenged as hard as those subjects are. um, I love math, math and science. They just come easier to me. I really didn't feel like I was being creatively challenged. And even when I would say that to my professors and people that I was doing research with, they couldn't believe it. They're like, how much more challenging can you get? And I was like, no, there's something else through creativity um, that my spirit was, was, was calling me towards. And so what we're talking about, the number one health tip for me is, you know, playing and hanging upside down, increasing your fun factor, like what I call a high fun factor. And this is, again, a lot of what I do with my coaching and meditation and advanced body therapy with my clients is how can we make anything that we're doing more fun and more enjoyable, Through making it into a game, by making it into a song, by making it into whatever sort of play lights them up and turns them on. So that is seriously for me what I see and what I offer to people is permission to awaken that courageous inner child. And that really does build confidence that does increase self esteem. And not only does that impact somebody's personal life, but then it does move out into the world and influence their choices and how they're interacting professionally.
1: In addition to people coming to you for trying out this amazing type of yoga or adding it to their yoga practice or their studio or their fitness uh, program, people can come to you for for health and, and wellness as well.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the main thing that I do. So the aerial yoga play is kind of a child, the newest born child, because I've been offering the certification program for only two years right now. Um, for the last 15 years, since I moved from engineering and physics into the spiritual and more advancing the healing arts sector, I do offer online courses. I offer coaching. I offer trainings. I do offer private sessions. I offer a lot of consulting in the form of nutritional healing and cleanses. And then I do offer classes, workshops, and and different programs that are all about our empowerment and evolutionary practice. So I have a whole, my Zen healing, healing technologies is really what I call quantum energetics. So we really want to work with mind-body-spirit connection. And it's where I, I personally, what brings me alive is integrating science and spirituality and technologies in the healing arts. So I work with electromagnetic therapies, similar to what you were talking about on your last um, podcast. I work with different companies and different devices. And I've created a whole blend of Eastern and Western styles that I call actually being engineering and energy management. So even beyond the body, but like our beingness, And it's like a whole new energy medicine, if you will, that's coming alive. Our Western philosophy and our Western approaches are catching on, that there is something to the energy body and there is something to the energetics that the Eastern philosophy have known for many years. So I personally just like to offer people an opportunity to align and open their spine and get the endocrine system and lymphatic systems working properly, balancing the immune system, the metabolism, it's really important that we get in touch with the feedback loop that happens through our emotional body. If we just choose things that feel good for us, that bring more relief of the stress and tension, which is like a contraction in the body and allow there to be more playfulness and expansion. I just feel like the body has its own innate wisdom and goes back into optimal radiant health It goes into balance
1: I couldn't agree more. Everything's energy. And and there is something about bringing people back into um, a youthful state of mind or youthful emotional state. So when you're talking about the emotional feedback system, how do you help somebody get that?
0: Really good question. (laughs) Well, for for one thing, when we're looking at optimal radiant health, we're not just looking at physical systems. Like I, I treat the emotional body as if it is a real live system. And we, me included, you know, I wasn't taught these things. I had to go out and find these things and learn these things. And so the idea of just learning physics through play is also understanding, like I, I touched upon it, that everything is vibration. And every emotional state has a vibratory tone to it. It has a feeling to it. And when we can use our emotions as our guidance to really just to simply decide, does this feel good or does this not feel good? Does this feel open or does this feel closed? Does this create a state of relief or a state of contraction? that we can use those cues as an indicator of alignment to what I call our source energy or to our highest optimal state of well-being. You can call it whatever you want. Um, but there's, there's guidance in the emotional body that I, I basically just invite people to listen to, to know if they're feeling a little off, then to do something that feels a little bit more on, I mean, really quite simple. Does this feel good or does this not feel good? <laughs> Can I give myself permission to feel good? Can I give myself permission to choose things that feel um, uh, uplifting and inspiring and aligning to that part of the, the guidance in the what I call the inner child that wants to play, that wants to be happy, that wants to have fun? I know for myself, I was way too serious and way too intense about my achievements like nothing else mattered like happiness did not hit the radar like i mentioned and so when i changed my focus to really incorporate the wholeness of my being uh, then i really shifted my direction to allow for more downtime i have this whole process in my empowerment coaching uh, courses that's balancing the input output equations which means we're really inputting and giving to ourselves more than we're outputting. We keep those in balance. And for women, and particularly juggling work and children and their own personal needs, all of that can get really out of whack. Of course, for men, too. I work with a lot of women to give them the encouragement, you know, in that sense of empowerment around taking care of themselves, you know, having timeouts, taking walks in nature, allowing themselves to meditate and come get body work and to really do their own empowerment practices and make time, make time for these things. And that's all kind of encapsulated and interwoven with our emotional states that we can learn to listen to and use those cues in a new way.
1: Talking about this reminds me of, of, the second brain uh, that even Western medicine now acknowledges that we have this bundle of nerves in our uh, in our belly, just uh, below the rib cage and above the belly button, that is considered the the second brain. Or in other philosophies, that they, they call it the solar plexus, this energy center. But even Western science is now showing that this is our first response. So it it's actually responding to things before our brain brain is. And, and that's a, it's a a fight flight. It helps uh, for us to, to respond versus react if it's open and relaxed. So it's, it's interesting to think about being, like you said, open, as opposed to closed or contracted and how being open, for instance, in that part of the body is going to help the brain to relax and stay open, and of course the heart and the rest of the body. So I think it's I think it's just so great that all of I think the Western science and medicine is now finally getting it, and and things are beginning to be integrated. And obviously Thorpe Institute of Integrated Medicine that's part of uh, my passion and what I do, and and why it's always such an honor for me to have people like you on Jen and talk about very intelligently, how these things interplay and how they can help people. And I'm continuing to be curious and even more open to a playful way of living. Do you feel like that's maybe a trend? Or is it or is it something that it's a wave that we're riding?
0: Yeah, I really love everything you're saying um, about, you know, really, there's a brain in holographically in every cell. You know, when we look at the holographic body and get more into the kind of the quantum physics world, it's all pointing, which I love that we have the science behind a lot of these play practices and just anti-aging and regeneration of the body and the importance of of the balance and listening to our gut. I work a lot with the digestive system as well as the endocrine system and lymphatic systems. And I'm really curious to continue this work. Doing research with neuroscientists to really understand the brain function and what neural pathways are opened up in the brain when we hang upside down and we move in these multidimensional patterns. So I'm 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 very passionate and I'm very excited about what we're doing when it comes to understanding the body, not just from a physical standpoint, but the energetics from a scientific backing, but a spiritual basis. And I feel like I was literally just brought here in this lifetime designed to do this work because I had no, no idea, you know, no vision when I was in engineering and physics that this was the direction I would have been like, get out of here. You got to be kidding me. (laughs) So yeah, 20 years, 20 years later, I'm so excited that I have that, that foundation and that basis, conceptual understanding of natural law, universal law, to integrate the physics into the health arena, because I'm really all about health and wellness. And I love yoga, and I love meditation, and I love all the alternative therapies. But this next wave of consciousness coming through empowered embodied play, and what that even means to the individual is what I get most excited about. So there's a lot of different ways I just wanted to touch upon when You know, people are really focused right now on anti-aging, for example, and I love that. I love that people are focused more on food and being healthy and all these different ways that we can improve our quality of life. But they're also, from a scientific standpoint, where we really see how the endocrine system and the chakra system are overlaying one another and how they interact and how that, that gut sensation and that impact that basically is the fight or flight and the energy manager of the endocrine system kicking in and the connection that has to the pineal gland and the pituitary and the whole third eye, you know, the, the third eye, six chakra area, which really opens us up to the, the higher consciousness. They're all communicating with other one another and they're all interrelated. It's like a seesaw, you know, the heart being the center of a seesaw and anything going on with like the hormones And the lower part of the body, the second chakra, the lower back, is also relating to the brain and to the way that our neural pathways and the way that the brain is opening up to different, releasing certain chemicals into the bloodstream, like happy hormones and things like that. We're learning a lot more about the integration along that central pathway of the spine and the spine itself needing to be in optimal health through creating the space in between the vertebrae and really allowing it to have more more openness and more length all of the congestion that happens in both the lower back and the neck and the effect that has on the nervous system but also for neck and shoulder injuries hip and lower back injuries these are all really popular ailments that I work with on a daily basis and just finding creative ways to open them up and to to bring optimal health to the body and have fun. So exercise instead of it being like another form of torture or something we have to check off our list and get done, we can really use it as an opportunity to experience our, our bodies and enjoy having a body, right? Enjoy feeling good in the body again.
1: Well, I love I love the concept of using play for healing and for fitness and I For one loved your Training and love your swing My kids love the swing not too many kids Have a swing in their living room Mine do <laughs> So it's it's been an awesome pleasure Knowing you and, and getting to Use the tools that you create and oh So the swing one more thing That we haven't talked about it, uh, Specifically about the swing Is the cocooning oh here goes the train We might might want to wait until it is done Blowing its horn Oh, oh, it's not going to beep again. So the the swing, you have the ability not to just get into amazing postures that are supported and comfortable, but also the, the main swing opens up so that you can get inside of it and cocoon, which probably the closest thing I've ever experienced is a really nice hammock. But this is even better because you're hanging more from one point, and so it has this wonderful kind of a pendulum effect and like you were talking about how it uh, affects the 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 brain and the energy systems because of these spiraling and rotational uh, movements that you experience when you're in it but there's nothing better as far as i'm concerned like for all the yogis out there that we we live for savasana, right? Uh, I think there's nothing better than savasana in the cocooning and the swing. I just have to say that. It's awesome. Uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about cocooning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is a crowd favorite for sure. There's there's a couple different things that I'll integrate into the cocooning process. Um so we were talking about how to hang the swing before too, because what I've been really focusing on this year is going around to different studios and fitness centers and helping them hang the swing. Since I do have an engineering background, I do all of the rigging and installation as well as making the swings. And they the the swing actually hangs from two points that are about three feet apart. Um, It works really well in domes and over trees and things like that. I make the daisy chains to loop around any sort of beam or object like that. But you can also hang the swing from any two eye hooks. So the eye hooks, you know, really nice, strong construction strength eye hooks um, will do the job. And every ceiling has supportive beams about two feet apart. So we just find those supportive beams and put, one eye hook in each beam. And you can pretty much hang this swing anywhere. I usually just help people because most people don't believe that it's that it's possible, but it is possible to hang them anywhere. So when you when we do these play practices, I always end with a nice long shavasana, allowing there to be a whole meditation practice, I do guided meditations, what I call quantum theta healing meditations. And it's really a rebirthing. It's like, getting into the cocoon and you're in the metamorphosis of a butterfly. Um, It hasn't been since when, when before we were born that we have that feeling of being completely held and surrounded and squeezed gently, which really balances and soothes the nervous system and also boosts the immune system. So in the cocoon, I basically go through this whole meditation process of letting people really drop in and bringing all the energy back into their core like a seed, and then blossoming out and growing past the edges of the womb, re-entering into the space. And it's just an amazing, amazing experience, like just to see the transformation that happens in people in just like 10, 15 minutes of that sort of meditative relaxation process. So when I when I teach the aerial yoga play, I have a restorative and a therapeutic way of using the swing. And so the cocoon would be part of the restorative practice that everybody loves across the board. And then I have more of the dy- dynamic movements. And that would be more of learning how to do the inversions and the backbends and getting into some of the the more playful practices
1: the X uh, factor. More- <laughs> it was my favorite, yeah. the X factor.
0: <laughs> All kinds of fun names that we get into. So uh, we can get into a peaceful warrior and a happy Buddha and then some allies some flips. Um, and then the most advanced practice is the acrobatics and, and really learning how to use the swing for, Um, These multidimensional movements and just really open, free playtime. But the restorative and the therapeutics is how I start out with everyone. And I do it every day. Like even if I love the flips and I love all the tricks, but for me, I just get in the swing and I hang. It just feels so good to create the spaciousness in my spine. I'm really addicted to that feeling of space in my body. Now that I know what it feels like, it's just like sitting in a chair and feeling like compressed by gravity. We want gravity to be our best friend and to open us up and to use gravity to lengthen and expand in the body. It just feels so good.
1: And I just wanted to add, because you were talking about how you like to get in the swing and just hang. I know I really believe that it's easier to get more flexible with the swing because you can use gravity. Uh, Would you say that that's true?
0: Oh, it's amazing. Like, for example, one of my favorite poses to show people is coming into a standing split using the swing. And it doesn't matter if it's like a 50-year-old guy with the tightest hamstrings or, you know, an 80-year-old like one of my favorite older ladies, they cannot believe how amazing it feels to get into some of these poses. Like standing splits are hard for anyone, even if you're an experienced dancer. You know, that's a very challenging pose, but there's a way of using the swing where you're just wrapped around and then you let go, what I call to be engaged but relaxed, and you get such a deep stretch. It also is working with the fascia, or the connective tissue around the body. So it's like getting a free massage. You're really breaking up all that congestion in the connective tissue or the fascia that's causing the stagnation in the lymphatic system. So there is a lot of detoxing that happens with the body. And it's so important to take it slow, you know, take your time with it, drink lots of water. If you feel a little woozy or nauseous, just know that that's a good thing that your body is actually releasing this buildup of toxins And we were talking about energy before and like all of these experiences that we've had in life, all of these issues are in our tissues, quote unquote. So when we release this buildup and this congestion in the body, we're literally working through all of those stored memories, injuries, traumas that want to be released. And we're doing it in a way that can be gentle and enjoyable and still get the optimal health benefits from it.
1: And one of these days Jen, I'm going to find a place where I can hang the swing from the trapeze bar like we did in Mission Bay because I so miss being able to spin at the same time that I'm swinging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we talked about yeah, so, it. Yeah.
0: Well, the trapeze bar, well it's a, it's a it's a triangle um, single point system that I created. For places where we can't hang two points. So I actually do create a bar system that's shaped in the, in the form of a triangle. It's not an official trapeze bar, but it looks like one and it allows you to do more tricks. It allows you to spin and move. It's, it's a much more advanced practice, but boy, is it fun.
1: It, it absolutely. We did this for my 40th birthday. It was absolutely the most fun I've ever had. It was awesome. Yeah. Loved it. it so things things on the horizon, uh, the trapeze bar for me. And how about you? What's what's coming up in the future for you?
0: Awesome. Well, wow. <laughs> there is so much goodness to be had. I'd love to do some more things in Ansonidus. I just need to connect to, to, to some studios down there that might be interested in, in implementing the aerial yoga play into their programs. So I'm, fingers crossed we'll be able to spend more time down there with you.
1: Would love it. And then...
0: Yeah, I go straight up to Portland to offer another teacher training program and workshops uh, beginning in May. And then also through Ashland, I have about five teacher trainings coming up about once a month over the summer. Um, So in a different city each month and then a bunch of festivals and events that I'm really excited about. Um, I'm also very excited about integrating the technologies with the aerial yoga play practice. It's a whole program I'm calling YogaSage. Uh, it's working with this technology through Ness Health, Ness Wellness Systems, and yes, they're amazing. And so it's a handheld device that I'm actually using electromagnetics on the body while people are in the suspended, stretched poses, and that really does accelerate the body's ability to heal and release, buildup, up injury and trauma in an area that's really congested. So I'm working on that. I'm doing research and development for that company. And I really, since, you know, my background being technology, I really love integrating the technologies into the movement and the healing arts. Um, I'm right now doing a cleansing program. I do cleanses every spring and fall, which is more of a conscious cleansing, working with the chakras, working with the yoga sutras, and eightfold path. So I really love that. And then I'm, I have ongoing empowerment coaching programs that I just had a whole nother inspiration and vision for creating an, an eight-week module. So there will be a new empowerment online course coming up. And, of course, this, this all can be found on my website, which is www.zenhealing.com. It's spelled with my last name, Z-E-N-H-E-A-L-Y-N-G.com. So Jen Healy, Zen Healing.com. Uh, no, I, <laughs> it's a little tricky, it's but you awesome. can also access, yeah, you can also access, uh, aerial com directly or the quantum playground.com directly.
1: And we'll have all of the, the links and show notes next to the podcast when it gets posted for people. Uh, and I am just so grateful to have you on and so looking forward to you coming down and getting to play some more. We have uh, today Jen Healy with Zen Healing and Quantum Playground, and this is Lisa Thorpe with Health and Wellness and Sunitas. Jen, thanks so much for being here. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up?
0: Oh, I'm just so appreciative for the opportunity to spend some time with you, Lisa. You're really one of my favorites, and we have so many levels that we can connect on. And this is really a great opportunity for me to just talk about why I do what I do and the importance of play, increasing our fun factor, and mainly just really tapping into that body wisdom. So I'm just very honored and grateful to spend this time with you and glad I got to be the first remote podcast and (laughs) and play with that from the SF Bay Area. And I look forward to coming down soon as well. Thanks so much. Awesome.
1: Thanks, Jen. Keep playing.